Earth podcast with your host, Jake Weaver, engineered by Cedric Swan. Hey, everybody, we're back with another episode of Midnight on Earth. I'm your host, Jake Weaver, and we're here to bring you more knowledge, more lights, and more love. We have an amazing guest today, Elena Danan, and she's going to tell us all about different alien races that are out there in the universe, helping us, some not helping us, and some in between. There's so much going on out there in the universe. It's teeming with life. Elena's incredible new book is called A Gift from the Stars, Extraterrestrial Contacts and Guide of Alien Races. And we're going to talk about that. But first, I need you to do something for me. Follow me on Instagram at midnight underscore on underscore earth. That is the address. If you follow us there, connects us, you know when the episodes drop. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you go to get your podcast, click the button that connects us. And of course, the most important thing, Please tell a friend, tell a friend that wants to know about all the alien races that are out there. Tell someone that you know that likes these type of podcasts because you know you want them to find out about this information. Midnightonearth.com. All right. So now that we have that out of the way, we're going to talk to Elena Danan, but first I got to read her bio. So here we go. Elena Danan. This is her words now. Born in France, I studied fine arts and archaeology in Paris and spent 20 years of my life as a field archaeologist in Egypt and Karnak temples, Cairo, Dendera, and the Valley of Kings. And in France with Neolithic, Celtic, and Gallo-Roman cultures. With a university degree in Egyptian religion, I also had the privilege to be trained locally in traditional Egyptian magic. Magic has always been a part of my life. From a young age, I was aware of my vocation and discovered early that I could heal and foretell. During my 20s, I traveled frequently to Brittany to spend time with local druids. The true nature of my path was revealed to me in the heart of Brosliandot. I really wanted to pronounce this correctly. Can you help me again, Elena? Brosseliand. Brosseliand. Thank you, Elena. And after years of travels around the world as an archaeologist, I moved to Ireland and embraced my true calling. And Elena is a fully certified druid and celebrant from the Order of Bards, Ovates, and Druids an experienced shaman and channeler who helps people to find their own power and reconnect with their spiritual path, guiding them through life and facilitating their self-growth. Elena says, as a star seed, my task is to help others awakening to their true nature and power as well as to the awareness of their personal mission. Wow. Elena, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you. 
Thank you, Jake. I'm so glad to be here on your show and uh, it's going to be cool. Thank you. <laughs> yes. You know, another Starseed. We've had Starseed topics and Starseed guests on the show in the past. And here we are again talking about Starseeds. It keeps coming up episode after episode and it's a pretty powerful concept. How did you know that you were a Starseed right away? What was the first indicators for you? When I was a child, I had many indicators um, such as I knew I wasn't from here and it was a, really a certain feeling and that my parents were just temporary parents and not my real parents and uh, that I was very different from other kids because I really felt I wasn't from here and when I looked at the, the stars I felt my home was, was my real home was somewhere up there. So that were the first indicators and it was sort of a denial because it's very difficult to accept these things. You know, you need, when you're a child, you are um, in the process of being inserted in a society. And um, he, the last thing you need to believe is that you're not from here. <laughs> so that was a bit difficult. Yes. And, and I guess uh, with your parents too, I mean, they, they were your human Terran birth parents, but you knew they weren't your true parents. Yes, that was the feeling. And I really felt not belonging to this planet and to any of these cultures and all of these cultures, I was finding them uh, very primitive in the way of thinking in the way and not putting myself above anyone else. And sure. it was it's just being different being different and thinking differently. It's nobody, everybody is equal and nobody is above or below anyone else. It's just a different of cultures being born in different places, you know. Um, I, I was thinking differently and my, my frame of thinking was often different than other kids and often adults. And I couldn't understand why uh, people were always looking into arguing with each other instead of seeing the bigger picture, the bigger perspective um, and seeing a problem like holographically in all the directions and the perspectives simultaneously. And uh, so that was the way in the way I was feeling different. Um, all of these clues all my life and uh, but especially the way of the, the, the idea of, um, well, the certainty, sorry, of belonging to the stars, not this planet. And uh, I really got the confirmation when, um, in 2018, when I did this um, encounter again with my ET friends and uh, the progressive ones. And they just told me that effectively, <laughs> I wasn't from here and it was a confirmation and uh, so, and all the memories came back at that moment. Uh, so it was after a lifetime of a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. But you knew that something was going on. You, you felt different. You knew that yeah. this wasn't necessarily home, but it was hard for you probably at that early of an age to feel like it was an extra terrestrial experience or even an extra dimensional experience. But it was really around age nine when you first started having problems, I would say, with some of these extraterrestrials, these memories didn't come back, but you, this did happen to you early at age nine. Can you tell me about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. At the age nine, uh, something bad happened to me. I was abducted by a gray 
aliens, um, and uh, the, the not the good ones. Uh, they they wanted to insert me into hybrid hybridization program, and uh, in the I, in the process, I had I was lucky enough uh, to be rescued on that ship. Uh, the sh- the gray ship was hacked by uh, positive extraterrestrials, Nordic types, and uh, they took me on board their ship. They healed me, they, they took care of me, and they broke me back, back home. But then, since that time, I kept contact with them. And uh, that is how I am still in contact with extra, good extraterrestrials to this day, because I kept contact with these beings all my life. Um, I, I didn't uh, keep the available the, the memory of that famous particular night where I was abducted. But all the memories before the abduction and just after, I mean, I always had them. Uh, seeing the, uh, a gray ship hovering above the house and then the following day waking up in the bed with belly ache, blood all over the place and markings in my, my wrists, uh, headaches and everything. So that, that was the... So that was the, the memories I had vivid all my life. But the, the night of the abduction was so traumatic that it had been uh, voluntarily uh, rerouted to a place in my mind where I wouldn't access it un- unless I would do hypnosis or look for it, which I did in two years ago. Wow. Um, yeah. So this is all new for you. I keep forgetting that when I read your book, which is so incredible, a gift from the stars and about these alien races. I just thought it was so incredible that it was just recently that you reactivated all these memories and then wrote the book. So you had all these memories, you had all these experiences, but like you said, they were kind of in the back of your mind as half memories or what would you call them? Vivid memories, always part of as vivid as any other memories. But just the night of the abduction and rescue uh, by Grace, um, well, abduction by Grace and rescue by Nordics, this, these specific hours in my life had been blanked and uh, hidden from me because it was so traumatic that, uh, and extraordinary in the same time that it would have disturbed my whole life. Uh, I needed to perform my mission, learn, leave what I was supposed to leave. And then um, in the right time, when ready, I could remember then, you know, but not before. So the, the night of the me being uh, taken on board the Grey's ship and until being brought back home by the Nordics, this, these few hours were the only memory as, memories I didn't remember. Uh, vividly all the other ones all the other ones uh my nordic friends taking me many times on board their ship or being me into my room i it was part of my normal memories i i remember that but didn't tell anyone because you know uh it is only recently that we are we can speak about that freely without being taken to the mental hospital (laughs) (laughs) or at the very least ridiculed really yeah. badly because it seems so outside of the normal paradigm. Yeah. But, but that yeah. seems to be by design because, you know, in your book, you talk about so many different races and so many different uh, situations where different 
races have interacted with humans, and yet there are still on this planet billions of people that have no idea that any of this is going on. How how are of course how are these forces able to manipulate that much energy to keep that many humans subjugated? And that's the cabal, the Nebu Greys, uh, with their lies reptilians. They it's voluntary uh, for two reasons because uh, the extraterrestrials who who uh, on the paper own humanity. Um, well, they don't want humanity to realize that they are owned by extraterrestrials. So that they maintain people into stupid uh, uh, frame of mind by broadcasting stupid TV programs, uh, fake mainstream news, uh, creating uh, divisions and groups and playing everybody to fight each other. Uh, it's often racial or religious, you know, uh, they play with that, maintaining humanity in a, in a kind of numberedness of mind. And then the second thing is that the the, the humans who, who work with them, uh, we call it the cabal or the deep state or many names, um, they they are terrified. <laughs> they and they they committed, you know, they 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 committed uh, the sign with their, their blood. <laughs> You can say it's just metaphorical, okay, uh, or maybe sometimes not. Um, they they <laughs> they made such a mistake in 1955 uh, signing these agreements with the Nebu Grays that if the world was to officially publicly know about this, that would be the end of them. I mean, what a shame to tell publicly, well, we've sold you out, guys, to the gray aliens in 1955. Oops, sorry. No, they will, that's, people want disclosure, but that's, this, this disclosure, the real one, never will come for the governments because the governments are the first uh, in, involved, you know, to fit in the... The most know. guilty, you could um, say. I know disclosure comes from whistleblowers, abductees, contactees, uh, 20 and back people, people who comes from the people. People are the disclosure, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Didn't, I it's went just far from the question. Sorry. No, no, it's OK. <laughs> um, that's what we do here. But the thing is, is that, you know, it's just so much energy to keep down. And you're right. The television, the different ways that the outside forces keep humanity in a lower energy density, lower thinking, mm -hmm. lower feeling keeps us from experiencing the information that exists in these higher frequencies. And that's, that's part of their agenda because they did, like you said, in 1955, they sold us out already. So they're already guilty. So they're probably so yeah. scared of being penalized for their actions that they're keeping us enslaved. That's probably a part of it. Yeah, because if imagine it's it's like a snowball effect. The government say, "Oh yes, we have uh, we are working with ETs and uh, we have ET uh, crafts uh, crashes crashed and we are just retroengineering them." And that opens the door to questions. Since when? Why didn't you tell us? Uh, with who? Who are these ETs? And and why? And if they open the door. They are doomed because people are going to ask questions, and that that's gonna just so they, they don't they rather say nothing. 
Right. That's how they do it. Or hope people become stupid enough to not ask any questions. Right. Yeah, but that's not happening. (laughs) Thank God, because uh, we we are. Well, the human's so beautiful and we have so much potential that it's 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 you can't keep that divine spark suppressed because it really is divinity. So you're trying to suppress something that's not only made, you know, is everything, but has infinite power. It's just impossible. And why human species has survived until now, it's uh, mainly uh, because of one of its great, great superpower, curiosity. Right. Curiosity. Yeah. And of course, our ability to manifest as well. We have this incredible ability to turn nothing into something, which is part of our gifts as humans. But there are emissaries. There are people like you that are here to awaken us that have come as consciousnesses in these avatar bodies. How many people are like you on this planet doing this type of work? I do not know. Many, many. Hundreds of thousands? um, uh, Maybe, maybe. Maybe. I do not know the number. It changes all the time because some go, some come. It's never a set up number, you know. People think these discorporate and uh, incorporate, (laughs) we call it like that, uh, constantly. So there there isn't a set number. Well, I did notice that you said in your book that uh, part of the Starseed mission is to help humanity because this is humanity's last chance to step into the light. What does that mean? Uh, because we are at that point in our history uh, where either we become a race of slaves or uh, slaves and there's no way back, or we wake up and we realize we do not want to do that and we stand up for our freedom. We are here. Uh, we've already started to stand up for our freedom. Uh, the the dark ones are just fighting their last cards and their last chance with all their heart to try to bite the, 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 the most people as possible. It's a dying beast. Um, but we've already stepped into um, shouting for our freedom and our sovereignty. And that's where we're going. And we are helped helped and supported in this movement in this evolution humanity is realizing slowly that they've been fooled and even if waking up it's so hard and it hurts realizing that but they do it anyway because it's survival instinct and uh, we are very humanity of earth is very very resilient uh and uh they we are on a good way, on a good timeline, and it's fine. But that's this moment in time. If we didn't wake up, uh, we would have been um, enslaved forever by this grace. Uh, oh because all the, the, you know, all the agendas that are going on at the moment, I, I don't want to put you in trouble, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Depopulation. Uh, we'll just say depopulation. Yeah. How about that? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it's what is very uh, grave is the the transhumanism process that's been put into people's body, uh, making manipulating them by fear. Uh, fear is their main tool. Fear is consent. Uh, fear is a very good way of uh, making what whatever you want to do with people you just scare them and they will do whatever you you ask them to do um so yeah that that's part of the agenda of um transforming us into borgs for those who have since are used to star trek um i always ref often refer to star trek me too star trek is this is disclosure um so um yeah so we are here so <laughs> Isn't it inevitable though, like the work that these dark beings and, and their agents, you could say, are trying to do, isn't it just futile because the divinity of evolution and where we're going is outside of what they can influence? Yes, absolutely. But for that to be, to be effective, People need to know about it. They, people need to know how powerful they are. Because if we don't know these grace, they do. They do know who we are. We need to wake up to who we really are. And then they are nothing. They are just dust for us. So we just need to wake up to who we truly are. And they dump our brains by bombarding us with uh, mainstream, by, by, excuse me, by rubbish. Garbage. Uh, Oh, yeah. So, so uh, mainstream media and uh, manipulation and, uh, I mean, lies from the governments, everything. So once we stop listening to that, you know, we just listen to the voice in inside, to our own frequency, and we just realize who we are. And once, once you decide not to give access to... Uh, from the, the what is broadcasted to you, then, I mean, you discover who you truly are. That's a whole process. But the the, the the main thing is switch off the 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 mainstream and news and uh, distortions and distractions, um, and just look inside who you are. That first thing. Yes, and get that intuitive message to develop your your true self yeah yeah but humanity i mean we have an incredible destiny we are moving towards this new earth it is in a way unstoppable but you're saying there could be a chance if if somehow we stayed in materialism if we stayed in a lower frequency that that could keep us in this timeline is that right Yes. Yes. So even yes. though it's, you could say predestined, there still has to be an action taking place and the action, yes. the choice is an individual thing. So the action has to happen regardless of if we intuitively know that we're moving to a new earth. If we don't take the action, then it can't manifest. Yes. You know, Jake, that is extremely important. It's crucial to, to, to really talk about that at that point because we always have the choice free will free will is the law of evolution something that 
everybody knows when you reach a certain um, development of consciousness. All these ET races, they know about it, the good and the bad guys. That's why the bad guys uh, got us, the, the people of Earth, to sign to agree to be invaded because then we couldn't be protected by the good guys. <sighs> so, yes, that's a whole story, but that's basically it. But you have power. You have power to change timelines. You have power to change your life. Predestination is a first draft to where it's going to go. But you can change that. You can change that. If someone, uh, a psychic does a prediction to me, says to me, oh, in my vision, I see you. Uh, you're going to go uh, to the shop and buy, you, uh, buy yourself a cake. And that's what I would have done anyway. But then knowing that, I decide not to do it and I change the timeline by action. Why? Because I have the knowledge. Suddenly I got the knowledge and knowledge is power. And when you have the knowledge, then you can change timelines. So that's why people need to know. And waking up enables us to change timelines. If we decide to stand for ourselves and say that we do not consent to be abused, we change the future. Isn't that amazing that we have that power? Predictions uh, and, uh, you know, it's how things are going to go for sure if you continue to go to do what you're doing. If you don't change anything, that's going to happen like this. But you can change stuff. You can. Right. Why? Well, I remember in your yeah. book where it was pointed out that the best way to fight this is to step up into higher levels of consciousness. Yes. There's so much yes. anger when you expose yourself to these atrocities that are going on in the world that are being committed by this cabal and their agents. It, it, it hurts your spirit and it can hurt your heart, especially if you're an energy sensitive person and you're radiating the vibration of love and you're just trying your best to be a loving being. And then, you know, so you're already in this higher frequency and then you get exposed to some of these atrocities it's very hard because it makes you very angry. And, but that in itself, while it is a fuel of creativity and action can also keep you down. So it's kind of not really positive to focus on a lot of that stuff, even though it's hard for people that are spiritual to be exposed to these things that are going on. Well, I tell you something. Um, I, yes, I agree. And I tell you um, a little something. Um, when I am asked, uh, how do you see the future? Um, I see the future. Well, I've been shown as well the future by my ET, good ET friends. They said the earth, um, the good timeline that you've stepped upon, if you still keep on working hard on developing your consciousness and uh, doing what I'm going to tell in a minute, um, this, this earth will be um, a world united in peace. Uh, it will be a federation, Earth, federation of different countries, each one keeping their individuality. That's totally different from a new world order where you have one in power, you know. No, that will be federation with everybody standing its own ground, but federated in peace and uh, no one above each other and all getting on with each other as a peaceful civilization and then moving forward from there. How do we reach that? Because this is 
the greatest challenge of humanity since humanity was started. Getting on with each other. <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, how do you do that? Well, stopping fighting someone else for because uh, he thinks differently. Uh, he believes different things. It starts by stopping fighting yourself with yourself because at the moment you heal, everything starts within at an individual level. First, explore who you are. What are your traumas? What are your wounds? What's your problem? Then heal it. Yeah, different methods. Heal your traumas. Heal your wounds. And then you will find inner peace. Reconciliate yourselves, yourself with the different aspects of yourselves. Your inner child often or, you know, different you of at different parts of your life heal once you are in peace with each other with 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 uh, yourself sorry you will stop projecting your inner conflict outside in order to treat them and then you will stop arguing with people when people will bring you contrast uh, you will take this contrast as huh interesting point of view ah interesting you and not like you're crazy, you're wrong, I'm right. No, that will be over because you will have stopped your inner conflict. So then you start get, to get on with people and that when that is done, that's it. The world is in peace. It starts within. Heal yourself. Stop being in conflict with yourself. And that's the only way forward. That's how it, it should work. Right, because then you're not in a place of, diminished energy when you're dealing with those contrasts and you can approach it with yes. a loving perspective because you've raised your vibration and you're just kind of in that love frequency. And I remember in your book, the beings, I, I guess aliens or extraterrestrials, the aliens, they said in about a hundred years, we're looking pretty good. I, that was really happy. That, that made me really happy to hear that, you know, because sometimes I wonder if it's going to take a thousand years in order for the work to be done. But from what you're yeah. being told, it's it's going to happen within a hundred. So that's really exciting. Yeah, 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 it is, it is. Yes, yes. When I look at some people, I think, yeah, that's going to happen in a thousand years or never. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but, but no, the prediction is, uh, Thoran told me last year, got, that vision is about a th uh, 100 years. And uh, when I say that to people, people start to act like, you know, spoiled child. Oh, I want it now, you know. Um, and uh, I had to say yes, but wait a minute. It is up to you to make it happen uh, sooner. Right. Just stop reacting, behaving like a child and just do the work. Do the work. Go within. Become a, an adult heal yourself and behave like an uh, adult uh, human members member of the human species and, and do it you know the the evolution doesn't come uh, falls from the sky you do it you evolve you you do the work yourself so it's 100 years uh, average but you can make it happen sooner for yourself or later if you per yeah or later if you just born and you just 
wait. You know, people say ah, something good. Uh, you know, some some people say trust the plan. So yes, trust the plan. <laughs> Not by eating pop popcorn and doing nothing, but that because nothing will happen. But trust the plan with working yourself as part of the plan. That's it. People who tell you on new age in new age groups or social medias. Eat popcorn and just watch. You're going to be saved or a super cosmic event is going to happen and sort out everything. No, that's, that's manipulation. That, that, that's disempowering you. Right. You know, so be careful to that. Yeah. It keeps you from doing anything yeah. to move the thing forward yourself. I've noticed that a yeah. lot. I, I felt like when people were saying that it was like a mantra to trust the plan in the last couple of years, it almost mm. seemed like it was keeping people from actively engaging the problem, if that makes sense. Totally, totally true. Exactly. But, you know, exactly. th there is some sort of plan that we can trust. And if we take the action, we're going to get there. And in that hundred <laughs> years, we're going to be out there interacting with these other races that are out there. Yes. Well, we do already, but uh, not I mean, in a general years, sense. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. In a general sense of uh, openly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I often tell people that, you know, our grandchildren, my I'm 42. My grandchildren yeah. will have extraterrestrial life as a normal everyday part of existence. And I think that's fascinating. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's coming. It's coming. I know uh, even um, the, the actual the actual young children age five to 10, they will have this life. They will live with extraterrestrials. <laughs> I know, and, that's uh, so cool. But you know, we manifested know. in the between time, like before all of this came to be. And now we're here in 2021 and things are really starting to blossom. You can see it, especially if you've been following it for a long time. I feel like you've been following it for decades. I know I have. And to watch the development of how humanity's changed spiritually and emotionally and what they're able to engage with, it, it's pretty profound. Yes. Yes. No, oh, it's fantastic, fantastic times. And uh, we are privileged to be here. And we, we, the fact to be incarnated here now uh, puts a res responsibility on our shoulders. To, yes. To, to be, you know. To do the work, to do the great work. Yeah. Yeah. But we have to evolve because like you pointed out in your book, there's a section in your book, uh, Terrans in Space. And they were a little concerned about how we were getting out there and not uh, being fully developed. And, I've, and I thought that was so funny because I often tell people that what I described as the aliens, the good aliens, aren't going to let us out until we're evolved past our garbage, our crap, our stuff because they don't want billboards in space. I often say they don't want billboards in space. So if we can just get to that point where we're not so, you know, caught up in materialism is really what it boils down to. We're caught up in materialism. Then we can be out there as emissaries of love and light, sharing the human experience with all the different races that are out there. Yes, we've been groomed by the, 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 the greys and the, the, the bad ones to be materialistic like this. We've been groomed. They, they, what, that's what they do. They take a, uh, an innocent a species and they groom them to be their minions and their slaves. And that's how we are 
we have been groomed. So that's why we are that materialistic. But we are, in fact, spiritual beings. I mean, you just look at children uh, when we, we were at that point as well. Remember when you were a child, you had no interest for materialism, for racism, for uh, religious conflict. You just were... Every child is born with uh, believing fairies and and stuff and and unicorns and the magic of the universe and and uh, wanting to play with all all the children. We all are born like this. But then comes the preconditioning of the cabal, and throughout um, bombardment of social medias, mainstream medias, TV, uh, school education. I mean. We are just. This is just suddenly strangled, and we are we are made into forced into robots, uh, you know. So that so that's not natural to arrive at this this stage of uh, technological development and being that uh, mean and materialistic. That's not a natural process of evolution. On many worlds in this uh, universe. Most there's the, the normal trend of evolution of a culture is uh, more or less parallel uh, development of consciousness and technology. That means that when a society is reaches a certain level of technology that are able to to be an uh, interplanetary and then interstellar culture, that consciousness has evolved at the same time to become reasonable people and you know that we're not going to just be vikings of the <laughs> galaxy and um, that, that, that's the normal thing but then when there's an intervention uh that bribes and crushes the the conscious evolution but boosts the technology you create you you make you you just form and like clay a society that is going to be uh, materialistic vindicative with technology, and then you can use them. That that's where we are. So uh, that's why the goodies they push us like mad, like crazy, to just open our consciousness and just boost your your spiritual evolution right now. You know that that that's it. <laughs> that's really yeah. the, the where we can go because of where we're at right now. It's just really just go within personal development, spiritual yeah. development, raise your vibration. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone from upstairs, as I say, uh, told me once. Uh, <laughs> yeah, upstairs, I like it. And um, we cannot liberate a slave who holds on to his chains. Right. You know, a and that made me think. I'm not religious, but there's a guy who said once, uh, "Help yourself, then the sky will help you. You know, the heavens will help you." Right. Remember. So help yourself yourself first then the heavens will help you and it's exactly it well the heavens are helping us with these beings out there yes. and you did outline some of these races in your book because according to the alien race that hopefully i pronounced this correctly but the almanuk there are did i say that right yes yes almanuk almanuk <laughs> all right there's five universes they have a saying five universes 2,500 species, one race, but you won't, you, so there's 2,500 species that they talk about, but you outlined 110 in your book, right? 
Yes. Uh, at the time, they, the Almanuk said came up with this sentence. It was a long time ago. Since that, since then, hundreds of thousands of more civilizations joined, developed, and joined the the, the Galactic Federation. Oh my God! So that was when that sentence was said. It was at the creation of the Council of Nine. Uh, I don't know when, but it was so so old. It oh was already God. a lot. Yeah. So really, the amount of advanced species that are at that level now is pretty much like yeah. incountable hundreds of thousands. Yes. 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 Wow. But, but you identified 110 specifically, why did you choose those 110? Were those just kind of the main ones that were the most active with humanity? Yes. I was told about this 110 races because these ones are those who are involved with our situation on earth those these are all the the, the actors and intervenants of the players our situation players <laughs> yeah. so yes players wow because i thought it was fascinating because it wasn't just a brief description of these races it was actually each race's individual history and some of the situations that have arised in their history Yes, yes, I was shown that, you know, all this data, I got it by telepathy, um, not, you know, spiritual downloads or channeling. I can do channeling, but I didn't do that for that book because uh, I have a better way of getting information by direct contact. Um, so uh, I was shown pictures of them, either because either uh, the memory of the person uh, who was from upstairs, who was sending me this data. So we, when we connect by telepathy, I have a, an implant in my, my head that helps for that. Um, we, I can see his thoughts. It can send me his thoughts, visions, memories. So I can see pictures. And uh, so I was drawing this picture. Well, it was lasting like for a minute. And I was just staring at it in my, my head. <coughs> Sorry trying to grab all the details. And then uh, when the communication would be over, I would draw it. And uh, that's what I would do. And uh, then um, he would tell me by telepathy, all the, by voice, all the, the, the information about this particular race. So I would write down very quickly on a, with a pen and a paper and then type it. That's how it came. And it came through, like you said, in implant and this is an alien implant that was implanted early in your life if i remember the book correctly part and that was part of that intervention was that at your age nine experience yes it was it was so this implant uh it's a very special one because it was recalibrated this was put uh first it was just a simple tracker a health monitor right put right. by yes. yes put by the grays who took me and when I was rescued, uh, this implant was badly placed. And the, the, the place it was in my brain was interesting. So instead of um, removing it when I was healed on board the, the, the Federation ship, um, they decided to recalibrate it, not to take it out, but to recalibrate it to their frequencies. Then 
uh, they would be them able to monitor me and to communicate with me at a later stage in my life. So that what happened that I was age 18 when they, they switched it on. That was quite uh, impressive. I bet. I mean, that must have been incredible for you at that stage of life because you didn't have the access to your age nine memories yet, but you had no. the other memories and you were still a young girl. I mean, 18, you're still a teenager. You know, you're still. Yes, when you have a, like a radio, radio uh, transmitters being switched on in your head and you hear all, hear all the static uh, sounds and uh, you feel it and then you hear a voice. Oh my God, you, you just, it's traumatic. You know, it's like, what the hell is happening? And yeah. nobody else can hear that. You know, uh, like you have a speaker in your head. That, 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 that's shocking. Um, uh, I got used to it, of course. <laughs> and you said it was still sore, even to this day. It's still, yes. yes where, because, where is it exactly? It's, it's, um, I can't tell it. <laughs> okay, that's okay. But I thought it was interesting that you stated in your book that these extraterrestrials, the ones that tried to implant you and then before it was recalibrated, they followed your maternal bloodline. And I wanted you to elaborate more about that. Why is your bloodline so important that they were following you and your grandmother? Because your grandmother had abduction experiences that were similar to yours. Yeah. And she was kind of there comforting you, knowing what was going on but couldn't really talk yes. about it too much. But why Why is that bloodline so important? Why are your genetics something to be followed by these races? So uh, they abject more, like sleep, uh, more or less blood, specific bloodlines for specific programs. Uh, they abduct, abduct millions of people every year. Yes. But uh, there are specific bloodlines that will serve specific hybridization programs with specific i don't know right much about that just like uh, some purpose some specific purpose yes yes so that's what the bad do the, do but the good guys also which is not the federation so now i'm going to talk about a different type of ets a different organization positive one which is the council of five you spoke about the almanuk earlier on these uh, ets have created it it was called the council of nine at the start so these people will uh, take care of uh, peace and balance, and but more on a spiritual level. And so the Council of Five is involved on Earth, starseed programs, and in the they are working on repairing human DNA. So they are going to pick some bloodlines who have a potential uh, regarding to their blood, but also uh, their psychic abilities. And they will work on them generation after generation. They will take them and activate, reactivate, reactivate the DNA that had been altered long ago uh, for everyone. Um, so they will. Uh, that's why my granny was. Uh, she was taken by the good and the bad, and I was taken also by the good and the bad. The bad at the age of nine, but the good at the age of toddler. I had this memory. That's something I haven't. Um, spoken about yet here uh, it's in my book anyway uh, at the age of a toddler I was taken by the council of five to just be checked and uh, that everything right. was alright they just they do they, they check you up and uh, this being is one of my protectors as well from the council of five he's actually one of the counselors counselors 
sorry, my French. That's okay. Uh, in the, the council, yes, is one of the, the, the five representatives. Um, um, he's uh, so yeah. My bloodline. Why is it so important? Uh, many bloodlines are as important because uh, we carry a special blood. Uh, this blood carries uh, psychic abilities. I don't know how this is possible. It works with the DNA. Um, I'm from a long line. I'm, I'm, I'm a mix, a very interesting mix um, of crossing many, many bloodlines. Um, my maternal bloodline is from the Baltic Sea. It's a mix of Sami and Norse, Scandinavian. Uh, but the Sami here is is very um, important. These people were coming were descendant of a very ancient civilization. Um, so my all my the, the females in this bloodline, uh, of which I borrow the body. Huh? <laughs> it's not me. It's this body. I'm talking, not real me. Uh, the soul. So um, and all the females in this bloodline have had. Uh, great psychic abilities and they were all shamans that means able to travel interdimensionally by projecting their consciousness that's what a shaman does and i was born with these abilities and i was trained by my grandmother um and uh so and i have also another bloodline which is a very french old uh, royal bloodline with special blood as well Mm. Uh, so the two are mixed, uh, and uh, well, I have Middle East as well, uh, an interesting bloodline as well. So um, all of these three streams met in me. Uh, so it that must be it, it. certainly helps. That must <laughs> it be it. I think helps. that's part of it. It seems like that's because you you know you <laughs> you do have this. You are a druid shaman, like you did study yes with these humans. And you are special in that way. So that is the intersect point. Like your starseed life, your druid life, this is the intersect point where why they're attracted to you, why they're interested in you is because of your shamanic ability and your history. Did your grandmother's grandmother have any stories? Did, did your grandmother have any stories about her ancestors having these experiences? No, she didn't tell me because, you know, she she was from a time where uh, when you, you didn't speak about these things, um, you know, um, she only started speak, talking about these things when we saw the, 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 the sheep hovering ab above the house. She was with me and she told me, oh, it, this it comes from another world. And, uh, you know, uh, when it changes color, that means it's going to go and blah, blah, blah. She knew everything about it. And then she told me about her experience uh, of being abducted in plain plain sight, uh, plain day, I mean, uh, daylight, uh, by a ship as well. She described it to me, but she didn't say what was happening on board and... Uh, so I knew, and when I was back from my abduction uh, at the age nine, the following morning, uh, blood all over the place and just miserable. She was crying and I, she knew something and she was uh, like sat on a chair in the corner of the, the kitchen and just weeping, uh, face in her hands. She was like frustrated. She yeah, yeah, yeah. She was angry and, and weeping and just... 
she wants to left, be left on her own. And uh, that shocked me. Why is Granny reacting like that? You know, it was very uh, impressive. She yeah. knew. She knew. Yeah, it's, there are others that have similar stories to you where extraterrestrials have abducted family members and implanted things or performed experiments on them through the generations. So you're definitely not the only one, but it just, it definitely seems like a lot of work to suppress all this information. It must take an incredible amount of energy human energy, yes. extraterrestrial energy, interdimensional energy to keep us from knowing the truth. Though it does seem like they are leaking things out a little bit. There's been a huge uptick recently in talk of extraterrestrials and, and disclosure. Do you think that's the real type of disclosure where the Pleiadians are there and all these incredible great races, or is this a manufactured disclosure? There's a lot of manufactured disclosure uh, to really bury the real disclosure. Um, the real uh, Pleiadian, Pleiadian races, uh, they are surely uh, letting messages out, but this is buried in a, in a, like a, a real ocean of nonsense that is really manufactured by uh, the deep state to really bury everything, like all the Ashtar cults, uh, everything related to uh, religions, names of spaceships. I mean, oh my God, uh, so so many. Uh, using uh, people's religious beliefs to pro project onto ETs uh, and make up some fake predictions or things, uh, declaration, just to hook people's mind and to seduce them. You know, when you're a believer in certain religion and uh, you're told, oh, ETs have names of, from this religion and they have a ship named Jerusalem or uh, they, you know, this saint person is at the head of the federation or Jesus <laughs> is driving the, driving the mothership of, <laughs> you believe it because you want to believe it. Sure. <laughs> you know, and that's all crap. <laughs> Because it kind of, it, it, it doesn't throw away your old life. It somehow integrates some of the old paradigm, right? It integrates. Yes. And it's putting, yeah, that's it. And it's, uh, yes, that's it. And it's putting people asleep, uh, just putting a lead on the awakening by doing that, you know? So you need to know that the extraterrestrial beings, they are not from earth. But you need to remember that as, as stupid as it is, they were not born on Earth. They were not raised in the Earth culture. Remember that. Right. It's extraterrestrial. So they do not use names and beliefs manufactured on Earth. There is nowhere a ship called Jerusalem. That's a good example. Why would extraterrestrials name one of their, they, or they, they don't name <laughs> their spaceships first, uh, name, that's not like that we name a car, it's stupid. Uh, I mean, they, why would they do that? They, they use a uh, name of another culture, you know? Right. Uh, I mean, that that's nonsense. People just work your common sense. Go back to the start. They are aliens. They are born like hundreds of light years away from here. They know nothing about our religions. They don't, 
they have another system of beliefs. Of it's it's nothing to do. So when people tell you about uh, the Galactic Federation be led by Jesus or uh, another asc- Earth ascended masters or whoever saint, I mean that's manipulation. That that right. that that's crap. You know that's BS. Uh, stop that. I mean, wake up, wake up. They're aliens. Right. So the people <laughs> that are, the people that are, there are people out there that will say that they're channeling these situations, just like you talk about where the Federation is led by Jesus <clears throat> on one side and Buddha on the other. And, and, and it's this wonderful experience, yeah. but those people, are they being deceived by yes. extra dimensional beings that want to control them? AI, yes, they are deceived. Uh, it's either their imagination, but it, most of the time it's not imagination. It's right. real hacking. Uh, that's what the state wants. Everybody, oh my God, on my channel, my YouTube channel, I, I, I have so many videos where I am on a crusade to warn people, do not attempt channeling. Do not because when you do that, you become vulnerable to AI and entities and, and controlled opposition. And, oh, my God, you have no idea. So you don't, don't recommend do channeling it. at all? No, don't. not now. Not these days. Don't do it unless you have from birth a direct contact with your spirit guides. That is okay. That's great. Um, shamans will, will guide guide you on that. Uh, this comes with protection, with training. Some people are born with direct natural connection with their spirit spirit guides or star family. It's fantastic. Seek the connection within and connect with them. But that's not everyone. If you do not have a specific connection naturally with the spirit guide or galactic people, do not attempt, attempt contact because there are predators everywhere looking for you naively to open contact please it is contact me i need i want downloads so you say oh i want downloads from jesus you've never had a a normal uh innate contact with jesus all your life suddenly you want to talk to him please jesus or an entity will come and present themselves to you like jesus or buddha or sananda or whatever and you will believe it but it won't be you know and uh, they will tell you things to tell people and i have been uh, ejected from all the new age groups on social medias because i was pointing these things when you have somebody just posting oh i just had a download last night it's like it's an essay and so essays are that wrong because that's special you start reading and your mind is hooked into it and there's a special structure and then at the end you will be completely brainwashed after like half an hour reading the stuff no uh the progressivities if they send messages is like one two sentence and that's it and most of the time it's raise your vibration and stop consenting to fear and that, that that's what they say they're not going to write you an essay about uh, the Arcturians telling you this or that and uh, Jesus and stuff they, they they are going to be very direct and uh, so you have to be very careful uh, what you believe it, would you say that those dark entities are ramping it up right now because they know that humanity is ascending into a new earth so they're looking for any way possible, even more than ever before, to corrupt the human spirit 
And, and that's probably one of the reasons yes. why you shouldn't be channeling right now. Yes. Channeling is great, is a, is a natural ability that we all have that we can activate to uh, contact uh, beings from <clears throat> sorry, <coughs> higher densities, but not now. Now it's war on all levels and um, they're trying to distract humanity from ascending. They're trying to send fearful messages. Oh my God, all the message. So the message is easy to, to it's so easy to uh, see where it comes from. If it is empowering and asking you to move your bum and uh, raise your vibration and move your bum and uh, do actions that may come from positive uh, beings. But if it is telling you to just wait and wait to be saved, the, the Galactic Federation of Light, everything of light, um, anyway, uh, is going to land on Earth and save everyone. So just wait. Oh, but by the way, they, they won't take your pets. So uh, be very sad and upset. So that's emotional manipulation, okay? So everything that makes you emotional, fearful, sad, stressed, you know it doesn't come from good beings. It comes from manipulation, from, you know, these, these uh, greys aliens, they have amazing capabilities of mind-controlling masses and broadcasting uh it's when we say AI, it's right. It's artificial intelligence. It's like entities that are artificial. They have nobodies. They are dis, not discorporated. Yes, yes. And they yes, and they 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 are sent. They can travel throughout frequencies or uh, radio waves. They can even be embedded in YouTube videos or music. Uh, it, it's very clever, uh, not talking about 5G, that's, so. that's a whole anyway, other thing. Things. Yes. <laughs> well, we're everything, everything. We're dealing with a lot though. All those things are talking about is because they're trying the cabal, they're trying to keep humanity suppressed. So they're activating everything, the 5G, yeah. the abductions, yeah. the low frequency programming, <laughs> the, the poisonous food. Like you can think of everything. They're, they're pulling out all the stops to keep humanity in yes. the 3D matrix. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and uh, I stop uh, trying to find outside, outward answers that you can find yourself within. What is needed now the moment, it's not for you who know who has been arrested or who is a clone. That's not going to help you. Yeah. Okay. Even if you, you want to know, okay, humanity is curious. Yeah, you want to know, you'll know, you, you will know sooner or later what is happening now. For the moment, you need to protect yourself. Stand for yourself, not consent to the abuse, and go within and discover who you are. Raise your frequency. That's the only thing you need to know now. Raise your frequency because once you have reconnected with who you are inside this avatar and you are connected to a higher frequency, which is the real frequency of the soul that is inside, and then you cannot be controlled anymore. You are not these bodies. You right. are not these bodies, these bodies, you know. Right. And that's something that people need to realize. We talk about that on a lot on this podcast is that you are not your body, but if you believe you are, that's how they can control you because then you are corruptible. But if you raise your vibration, you become untouchable. But I can't help but think as these eight grays are 
abducting people, in some cases, uh, abducting animals and removing body parts. And there's so much information out there about what they're doing. It's pretty public in a way. But I can't help but notice that humans do the same thing to animals on Earth. Yes. And we're spiritual people. We don't want these things to happen. But unfortunately, at this stage in my life, I'm not fully vegetarian, you know, so, but I feel I'm definitely going back that way because as I just really resonate with these feelings, I've been vegetarian several times in my life, um, but I can't help but feeling that's what we're doing to these creatures. Well, you know, uh, that's a very important point because uh, this question raised my, my interest when I was put in contact with a being uh, from a species named Keely Tokert. So um, that was an amazing encounter because these beings are not nice with humanity. The Keely Tokert are a race of tall greys. Uh, they have very pale skin. Uh, they, they can be called tall white. They are uh, working in the Area 51. And uh, for instance, and not for good purposes, yeah. they drive these uh, black triangular ships and they perform a- a- abductions a lot. So, uh, frustrating. I was, yeah. So, these people, um, they had uh, on the, the, the space station of the Federation where my uh, protector, Thorhan, works, he said to me, Well, we have a couple of them as prisoners. Uh, if you want, I can go and see them and uh, connect with you telepathically. Then uh, you can ask questions uh, through me. And, uh, and uh, I went, wow, that's fantastic. Uh, because they're not <laughs> nice things. And I was very curious to, to learn about them, you know. Sure. And, uh, so, uh, these, so these beings, um, so I could interact with the female a little bit. Very impressive. So these beings, um, they perform abductions on Earth a lot. They work with the deep state, with the cabal. They are involved in very dark stuff. They, they sell human slaves a lot to uh, the dark fleet and the reptilians. They do a lot of trade with that. Uh, they do quite despicable things. And um, so these, basically, these people uh, abduct our children and sell them out to uh, other species for despicable purposes. They're not the only one to do that, but they, they do that. So... Um, Suddenly, I learned from this this being, and she wasn't lying because they have a way to know if they lie or not, frequency thing. She was saying that, explaining to me that on her world, they put their children uh, as very important. They love their children so much, and they put all their effort in uh, the education of their children regarding to their standards, of course. Uh, And um, they... um, they love their children to bits too much, so much. They love their children so much, so much, so much. I was shocked. Uh, and then I said to Thorhan, ask her, why do they do that? This, if they love their children, their own children that much, why do they do that to 
these horrible things to children of other species. Right. And he asked her and she said, she said, because that's what we do. It's, it's a trade. It's, it's business. <sighs> and I didn't really get it. And well, the, the, then we stopped because I was becoming to feeling upset and uncomfortable. But then I, I meditated a lot about that. And one day, you know, I maybe two weeks later, I was outside in countryside and I walked past a field and there were calves, young calves, and suddenly hit me. And I went, oh, my God, we do the same with animals here on Earth. We love our children so much. But we kill and slaughter children of other species on this planet. We love our children. We would die to protect them. But we torture and kill and eat children oh. of other species. And then he hit me. <laughs> I went, they do the same with us. They consider us as cattle. And she, this, this female just said to me, yes, but that's what we do. It's, it's trade, it's business. Yeah. That's, we do the same in animals here. That day I became vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, I'm going back as of this <laughs> moment, everyone. I, I'm swearing to the universe right now. I'm now vegetarian again. I'll never touch a meat product. Oh my God, suddenly hit me. I went, wow, I'm becoming vegetarian now. I, I evolve. I'm evolving. I'm just stopping doing what the Keely talked do to human children. Well, if I want that to stop, I'm going to stop myself to do that to other species children, myself. I mean, that makes Pretty sense. Pretty profound. Would you say that the yeah. higher frequency alien races are all vegetarian? The Pleiadians yes. and, and all. Even, ve- even, yeah, vegetarian or vegan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just and, yeah. And things that don't have the vibration of death or killing, right? Like you drink a cup of milk. The thing, it's probably not the end of the world because the cow doesn't really notice. You don't, nobody died. And, and, you know. No, it's not the same as drinking a cup of blood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, um, I've learned as well that, you know, when you, they told me if you eat, a flesh, uh, you, you you know, your <laughs> makes so much sense, but you need to hear it sometimes. Sure. Uh, everything you, you put in your body uh, regulates, recalibrates the ge- general average vibration of your body, of your being, your energy being, your energy, your energy. So if you eat uh, flesh, it will lower down your frequency to the frequency of flesh. Ah. So then... that's huge yes that's huge uh if you eat plants it 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 won't lower down your frequency lower than the level of the frequency of the plants but if you eat blood suddenly it will you have a big drop to the level of blood frequency so that's how that's how now the reptilians those who eat us smell us we smell oh our frequency field, our energy field, our aura smells flesh, smells blood because you have the frequency of blood because we eat blood. Oh my God. So if you don't want to be eaten, don't eat flesh <laughs> because then they can't smell you. I wonder how many frequency- people we converted with this episode. We're going to convert so many people to vegetarian with this episode, but go ahead. I'm sorry, Elena. Go ahead. Fre- frequency. Uh, my friends describe sometimes frequencies or 
of the frequency of an energy field as a smell. Oh For instance, oh, I smell, I smell this being is an Arcturian. But you know, I smell this, this being is uh, nice. Or I smell, how do you smell? And it's not really with the nose. It's, I don't know. It's, they call it smelling a frequency. Right. Uh, You're just taking it you know, on. You're immersing yourself in it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're able so to if you it. eat, you, that's it. That's it. So uh, if you stop eating blood, you, you will be left alone by uh, reptilians and uh, you will be uh, by those who eat you because they will have no interest. So uh, if you want to protect your children, make, let them be vegetarian. That will be a, a better safety uh, because, well, that's not very nice to hear, you know, what the reptilians, they do. So I won't go there. So um, would it make sense then that the reason that the meat industry exists and the reason that these, these meat products are so pushed on Western culture is to yeah. another way to keep us into that lower yeah. enslaved state where we're in the blood frequency. If people are eating burgers and cow and, and they're in the blood of frequency course. there and think of the millions and millions of people and how much meat we pump out every single day on earth. And that's keeping everyone in that vibration. I mean, the poor cow or chicken or who is raised in horrible conditions, suffering, has the carries the frequency in its atoms right. and its particles of suffering, low, very low frequency. And then it, it dies in stress, extreme stress conditions. That's something that you ingest. Yeah, you take you that know? on. And then you wonder why you, you take that on. You, you get in arguments with people. You wonder why you're feeling stressed or anxiety at a certain point. But then you eat, eat meat, low-grade meat, not even organic meat, but low-grade meat three times a day. Yeah. Yeah. And you become angry easily. You become I mean, yeah. I I know it's not uh funny to hear that, but uh if you want to evolve as a species, you need to stop eating flesh. Right. I mean, I think that that is really part of evolution. There probably is going to be a point where we don't necessarily need to ingest matter, right? Like we'd be able to take on the energy from the universe that we need to sustain yeah, ourselves. But not yet. That's not yet. when we yeah. won't have, we won't need a biological body. If you have a biological body, you need to eat uh, and drink liquids. Uh, you need, otherwise uh, you die. <laughs> You need to feed this body. If you have a biological body made with matter, you need to put matter in for the cells to regenerate and to, to not to die. <laughs> that makes sense. No. So you don't need to eat at the moment. You don't have anything to feed. You need to feed, you know. So but if you have an avatar, you need to, to feed it. To, right. To, to, it's like a car. Without fuel, you go nowhere. You can, can't drive a car with just sunlight. You need fuel. But, you know, the, throughout history, we've heard about these ascended masters or these beings that somehow could exist without food and water for really long periods of time. Is that just somehow yes. they transcended? Those specific beings were able to kind of exist in a halfway state or were they sneaking in some food under their, their shorts? <laughs> I don't believe, no, I can't believe they could... Uh, live uh, very long and uh, you know I think they were sneaky food, sneaky <laughs> food uh, because you can't do that to a body you you you, you just die 
I mean, you just die. Even someone in a coma, they need drips, they need nutrients. You can't, uh, you know, uh, that's not possible. You can see yogis not eating for days. Well, uh, they don't look healthy. I'm sorry. And <laughs> they, they don't just, they just don't move and they sat there and they just like become a living momia. And uh, I mean, uh, you, you can't live long. You can do it for a while, but you can't live like that. It's like, it's unless you're a light being don't don't. Yeah. If you don't have a body, you don't need to feed anything. So you, you're fine. But when you have a biological, physical uh, flesh avatar with organs and everything, you gotta need, keep you it need to going. Feed it. So why is humanity's ascension so important to all of these races out there? There's, I mean, the universe is vast. There's vast. It's just, it's beyond human comprehension. The amount of earth like planets that are out there, we can't even fathom. So why way over here, earth, this little planet, this race of Terrans, why is our ascension so important? Ascension is a normal, uh, it's in, is, is part of the evolution of a race. It's a species. It's normal. It comes, it's, you know, the, the, the frequency uh, ascend as you incarnate and the consciousness opens and develops. That's a normal process. The thing is here on earth, it needs to be quite brutal, brutal because we've been locked down into lower frequencies so long and uh it's like you know uh, a tree that tries to grow but you you just put something on it and it's going to try to grow but it's you know so Stifle. now the the lead yeah the, the lead is being put out by these extraterrestrial beings that are helping us but now it's to us to to, to just unfold our leaves and and grow you know um and that is important that we do it because as someone told me, uh, his name was Val Thor, he told me we cannot free a slave who holds on to his chains. That is uh, very crucial for them, otherwise they can't help us. The only way that uh, we're left alone by the greys and the reptilians is to ascend, is to raise our frequency. Because once we do that, they can't take us anymore. They can't manipulate us anymore. They will have no interest to make us a race of slaves because they won't be able to do that anymore. Free yourself first. And then that's the best way to uh, help those uh, goodities who are fighting for us is to do our part of the job, which is to raise our frequency, reconnect with ourselves and the ascensions will, will come. It's, it's a process, you know. But why are we um, so important to them with, with all the life oh. out there? Why are we so important? What, what, what makes the, hmm. the humans so special that all these different races would invest so much different energy and time and, and wars and battling throughout millennia? Is it just their service to the divine? That's like their job. They just got to go help all these different races ascend. Or is there even something more to the humans? So there are three reasons. First, uh, the Galactic Federation, uh, they, they look after balance in the galaxy. So when there's a problem, they're going to go and try to sort it out. Uh, they, they, their principles are um, justice and balance. So uh, they were, are going to look after that. Uh, so, of course, one of the reasons why they're here. Second reason, why is that happening here on Earth? 
is because uh, humans of Earth have been genetically engineered, uh, manipulated. Uh, the, the Homo sapiens was uh, m manipulated with uh, 21 other alien uh, genetics. So we are super hybrids. We are made with 22 oh. different uh, genomes. So Earth Homo sapiens plus 21. Wow. So that makes of us super interesting for anyone who wants to come and do a hybridization <laughs> uh, experiments. That's why they're here. The okay. baddies, the greys, uh, the Orions and the reptilians. They want the reptilians. No, they don't. They're just here for food and, and, and profit. But the greys are more interested in the, the human soul and the you know, soul matrix of humans, because star seeds, for instance, are something different. They come from other uh, soul matrix, but the, the human bodies and all that comes with it, that's so interesting. And the real humans, the the ones, the real humans, the ones who are really from the earth matrix, they are so interesting and they are going to be so powerful in the future. Um, so that's why all these interest here, but then why the war? Um, because, you know, the Galactic Federation could have done how they've done in other, for other star systems who were invaded by the Nebu, the, the Orion's gray, rays. They would have fought for a while and seeing that uh, sometimes uh, they, were, they weren't getting anywhere, they would have said, okay, we're not going to lose lives and ships and, uh, and we're going to, okay, give up. But on Earth, they will be here until the job is done however many of them die it's they don't care why that because uh, of the andromedan council the andromedan council in the constellation of uh, andromeda not the galaxy uh in in the future in the future they saw that uh in the future the galaxy our galaxy was ransacked by a horrible tyranny it will not be anymore. We know why. Uh, this, the Andromedans have, the Zenei have traced it back to start the making of this tyranny, this empire, back to Earth, its moon and Mars. And this tyranny was seeded and started in the 1940s by the Greys. It's an alliance of the Orion group of Greys the reptilians and the dark fleet, the breakaway Antarctica German civilization. These three together form the dark alliance and it has started already. It's existing and, but they are taking a serious hit at the moment in the stars, in this star system. So that's why they're here because they want to suffocate it in the egg, the, the, the birth of the dark, this dark alien alliance. So this uh, threatening timelines is dead already because the moon has been liberated. Mar Mars is in the process of being liberated and so is Earth. So this timeline of galactic tyranny already doesn't exist anymore. Uh, the dark fleet in this star system is really being cut off from the headquarters in Aldebaran. So uh, it, it's, it's looking good. The war is not over. Oh my God, people who say, the light has won, just eat popcorn. No. <laughs> Keep on fighting. That's now yeah, you need to fight. <laughs> yes, clearly they're ramping up. The other side is ramping up their forces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why everything is happening now here. And do you think that 
humans have a leadership role after all of this is done? And that is that also like the final component of why they're so interested in us is that once we pass the dark agendas, once we ascend and evolve, that we're going to be out there maybe as a leaders, huge leaders have a huge role in the universe. What do you think about that? No, no, that, that's new age uh, fantasy. Oh, okay. Uh, we will be sovereign and leaders of ourselves. Right. As a race freshly liberated and who needs to prove itself and to the galactic community as a progressive race, a civilization. Okay. And uh, so we we will have to rebuild ourselves and just step into our righteous future uh, and start uh, really having alliance with the, these uh, galactic, uh, galactic institutions. But we will still have a long road to become at the level of, for instance, the Zine of the Andromeda Council, or, you know, we, we will just start now a new step in our evolution free as free beings and uh we will lead no one but ourselves ah interesting uh, because i have heard that yeah. theory it sounds like you've heard that as well yes 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 that's main <laughs> it's it's fantasy it's, it it, it may, well we want to feel special you know humans want to feel we special. are specials but we <laughs> you know i mean being who we are is already yeah. extraordinary true you know, why wanting to be the master of the universe? Be who you are. It's already a good challenge. <laughs> right. Well, Elena, there's so many different things we could talk about. I mean, we could talk for hours. I, I barely cracked no. into my notes here. It's you're an incredible human being, but, you know, we'll have you back. <laughs> we'll have you back. You know, we'll have you back at a, another time sure. because there's so many questions. But before before you go, I do want to tell people. First, I want to tell people about your book, which I read in one day and I read it. I just sat down. It took me about eight hours, but I read the whole thing and it was incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And uh, it's called A Gift from the Stars, Extraterrestrial Contacts and Guide of Alien Races. So you can get that on Amazon. I think that came out in November or December of last year. And if you want to learn more about Elena, you can go to Elena, that's E-L-E-N-A, Danan, D-A-N-A-A-N.org. And you can find her there. She does workshops. There's there's so many different things that she has going on. She has a YouTube channel that you can check out. Please go to YouTube, find her channel, check it out. She has incredible videos there that you can learn from. And before we go, Elena, is there anything you want to leave people with? We've touched on what's going on. We've open people's minds to the fact that there's the galactic federation there's hundreds thousands hundreds of thousands of alien races out there is there somewhere we can point people to to get more information about this your book of course your website where else should people be researching uh, not in the mainstream medias <laughs> <laughs> um, look at all the whistleblowers people uh, there are many whistleblowers. They all have channels. Uh, I would ra I would rather go to whistleblowers, people who have done the 20 and back programs, uh, people who have worked in the U.S. Navy, U.S. Air Force, uh, people who have had re real, real jobs 
in the matter. Uh, we'll look also uh, channels who interview these people. Uh, there's a few of them. Um, I recommend Michael Sala, Dr. Michael Sala, Exopolitics. Yes. He's very good. Uh, he's very good. We are, we are teaming up because he, he can confirm a lot of things that Intel that I'm telling him. So it's a good team, but there are so many out, out there. Uh, now we're not to look. It's um, all new age people. Uh, well, they, they're good people out there, but um, everybody's genuine. That thing is in the new age community. Everyone is has a good heart. But the problem is that many are hijacked. So be very careful. Uh, just seek only with people who have had physical experience working with extraterrestrials, uh, contactees. Uh, I mean, people like Travis Walton, people who are really real contactees. Not And Alex Collier. Alex Collier is fantastic. Alex Collier. Fantastic. He has a website. He has webinars. Um, I would seek the truth uh, among these people. Yes, ah. that's what I would do. Well, I do want to read one cool message that was given to you by the person that's been taking care of you and watching over you your whole life. I thought this was so cool. After all the fights and wars, when the silence settles above the clouds and the sunlight faints into the dark of space, what remains is always love. I think that's so yes. profound. Yes. Elena, please hold on the line while we listen to the outro music. Everyone, I hope you enjoyed what we just heard. My mind is just crackling right now. We'll see you next week. Midnight on Earth. Mm -hmm.